Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Love It First Psych, a psych first watch, rewatch podcast with me, Jake Christie, joined as always by my good friend, the first watcher of the bunch, Andre Burr. Andre, how are you? Andy is feeling dandy. How are you? Yes, the old the, the, the artist formerly known as Andy B. Um, and we're talking about episode four of season one of Psych, Woman Seeking Dead Husband, Smokers Okay, No Pets. Um, which is a long title, too long, some might say, um, but that's the title of the episode, and uh, you know it's a it's it, it's a pretty um, not it, it, this is kind of a standard psych episode. Mine it doesn't have a strong genre element, but like this is the type of case that psych does a lot of a lot of bank robberies, a lot of missing people. You know, it's that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, um, it was good. I liked it. I liked it. So far, I think yeah. they're getting into the swing of things, and yeah, it's the best episode I've seen thus far. The thing that I think, one of the things that differentiates Psych from Monk is that Psych doesn't always need a murder, which I think allows them to do a wider variety of things. You know, they don't always need to have a murder at the beginning of the episode. You know, sometimes it starts off as one thing, and then there's a murder. Like last episode, where it was originally just a heist, and then a murder. Like, I, I, it, there's more, I think, freedom narratively when you don't have to start with a murder. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, there doesn't have to be a murder, but there definitely was a body, all right. Or was there some? We don't know whose body, but there was a body. Anyway, we start yeah. off 1989, uh, much like uh, Taylor Swift when she was recording, re-recording her albums. I actually don't think that's true. Uh-huh. I think she started with Red, but that's not here or there. Um, but uh, we're on a stakeout, and it's uh, Sean and his father staking out something. And is that a crime? Like, are, are they in a criminal stakeout? Are they in like a police car? What, what, what are they staking out? Well, you can make the argument that it is a criminal. Uh, it is stealing, but fair, yeah, fair, fair. it's a very, it's a very low stakes operation. Let's just say mm-hmm. um, they're. It's obvious that they're like in their backyard or in some sort of yard somewhere by their house, and they're basically catching uh, their neighbor stealing the newspaper from yeah. uh, from the porch. Now, do you know what else is a low-stakes operation? Trying to kill vampire jockeys. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Wait, why Why jockeys? Because jockeys are small, and I didn't want to say little people. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, gotcha. All right, nice. I mean, the inverse of that is one of my favorite jokes, which is, did you hear that a bunch of, that a basketball team got turned into vampires? Yeah, the stakes have never been higher, you know. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> and my last vampire joke is, Losing that count is bad if you're an umpire, but it's even worse if you're Van Helsing. He's <laughs> uh, got okay. vampire jokes on deck. <laughs> you got way too many vampire anyway. jokes on deck, my friend. I look vampires. I my, personally, vampires are my favorite mythical like horror creature because they can blend in and they have rules. And if you know anything about me, I love lore and rules. Um, like, what's the and rule with a mummy? Like, just, uh, you know. And you love you love Morbius too. Oh, I fucking hate that movie, but I saw it. I paid a theaters. I saw it in theaters. And you know what I'm going to do? Now, I'm going to do a basically, a, since I the Marvel podcast is officially an LLC, I am including that in, I'm going to write it off on my taxes. Fully. I, I, I'm going to write that ticket off my taxes because I recorded a Patreon episode for it and I wasn't going to see it if not. And the IRS can come take issue with me. But I swear to God, I was not going to see that movie in theaters except the fact we did a Patreon episode of it. Therefore, I should be able to deduct it off my taxes. But we'll see. Um, That's Marvel, right? Yeah, it's Marvel. Uh, it was it's Sony's because Sony owns Spider Man, 
and yeah. the Spider-Man and the MCU was a co-production. And so that's the reason they're making Morbius and Venom and stuff is because they want to make money off of Spider-Man properties that aren't part of the MCU. They want to make their own money. Um, and some might say that's a I dumb see. business idea. Although the Venom movies do really well and Venom 2 is low-key a great movie. Um, anyway. Uh, well, you could make so, the argument that Morbius was a blood-sucking, uh, blood-sucking movie, right? Yeah, I definitely felt lightheaded when I was leaving. Um, <laughs> man, that movie's so bad. Anyone who wants to hear my thoughts on it, I did an episode basically where I sat down with a glass of whiskey and people who are patrons, $3 a month, submitted questions about the movie because they didn't want to see it. And I answered the question. Any question you had about Morbius, I answered it. Like, what, what – for example, like what was the moment you knew was going to be bad or what was the worst part of it? What was the best part of it? And so I'm not going to rehash those things because I did those for money. Anyway, um, we go to present day and Sean is in Chief Vic's office reading a paper and he is in her wonderful chair, her pregnancy chair, which I got to imagine is going to be really comfortable. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, this seems like an obvious thing, but had no idea pregnancy chairs were a thing. But yeah, looks pretty nice. He's uh he's going over the news he's, he's going over like the newspaper right he's reading the paper uh yeah his fantasy team is killing him and you know honestly mm-hmm. I was gonna say I could relate but I actually won my fantasy league this year so couldn't relate he's talking about fantasy baseball which I've never played I only oh, play I used to be really basketball. good at it I I just for me I have a hard time with the games part of like you have to like, that just annoys me I like fantasy football because everyone plays a game a week um. But yeah, I, in, in order, I think the mo- I, the least fun for me now is definitely I don't play hockey or I don't play fantasy hockey or soccer mm-hmm. or anything, but definitely mm-hmm. basketball because like every I did that day, once like, and I hated it. I hated now. I mean, like, OK, I don't want to sound like uh, an old sports writer, but this Do whole it. load management shit just completely fucks mm-hmm. everything up. I hate yeah. it uh, mm-hmm. just for that reason. Oh, yeah, I, can't. I mean, load management is bad. I uh, I think that that's something we all can agree on, even if it makes sense. Uh, sometimes the thing that makes the most business sense aren't good, hence, you know, everything. But uh, they're waiting in the chief's office, and Sean gets Gus to sit in the chief's chair. And the moment he does that, you know what's going to happen. But also at that moment, McNabb comes in with pineapple smoothies. Check, that's the pineapple mention for the episode. Just FYI. I don't know if you I see. About. Okay. Uh, no, I didn't see that it was a pineapple smoothie. I actually thought it was like a mango. They, that's like that's mango that's said. it's said aloud. Okay, yeah, I guess I didn't catch that. Um, yeah. So yeah, they, they got a nice smoothie they're sucking on, and uh, no chili dogs in sight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, like as you mentioned, uh, Chief Karen Vic walks in, and you know she's trying to think of like what she needed, what she told Sean to wait there for. She can't figure it mm-hmm. out, um, and you know it's obvious from what's going on that Sean is. You know, he's Jones in for a new case. You know, mm-hmm. they've they've been yeah. they've been they've been I think they're like they're three for three so far, unless they have yeah. other cases that we haven't been privy to. Yeah, it's unclear. I think they do, but not anything significant. Um but anyway. He mentioned something about hearing someone needing a psychic, because it turns out this woman Raylene has seen a psychic a couple times. Um and what we learned is that this woman Raylene's husband uh was involved in a bank robbery. He died, and his two accomplices just got out of the bing, and they're they want they're looking for the money. And so she apparently is a, she's talking to Laster and Juliet about being afraid for her safety because the two partners are getting out of jail. Yeah, they're gonna want that cash fresh from the clink. Mm-hmm. 
yes. so yeah, so so, yeah. so Lassiter and Juliet are talking to her and oh wait, no, we already saw that. But okay, yeah. So she's mentioned that she's an enthusiast of like psychics. She's very much yes. into that realm. And um and right off the bat, it just seems like for whatever reason, like Gus and her like are vibing out. I kind of thought that it was gonna mm-hmm. go down a certain path, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gus is, you know, they have the they have the um the moment about the man who wears many hats doesn't like his haircut. Um you know. Uh and I so, mean that's me, basically. Yeah, I I used to wear hats a lot. I don't really anymore because uh I don't know. I just don't. Um, but you should if you're gonna get if you're gonna get a hat, you should definitely get the Rob Lowe NFL hat. <laughs> I mean, I have some cool hats. I mean, I got a lot of. Do I have any hats in that drawer? No, I don't. Let me actually. Let me keep one second. I'm gonna read the rest of the episode in a hat. Give me one second, guys. I'm I'm not gonna cut this part out. Okay, good. Do, 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 do. Is that a Mets hat? Okay, nice. Okay, I'm officially in a hat. I'm wearing a Mets hat. Um, I'm wearing a hat that says "Don't trip on it." Nice. That's a very Cali Spoiler. hat. But anyway, they end up setting up a reading for her because she's into psychics. Um, and we cut to the psych office, and um, Sean is printing out information about Raylene's husband's death. And we also notice that a whole wall in the office has been destroyed because um, it opens. Yeah. Up. They- they also, yeah, they, there's also some breadcrumbs uh, being left there. Like, I guess on the same day, there was, like, a an article about a gigantic, like, not like a flash flood, but, like, you know, uh, yeah. record, like, rain or something like that. Mm-hmm. Rainfall. Yeah. So, yeah, just that's, just get your gears going. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, Sean had taken out one of the walls, um, which Gus is obviously understandably upset with, considering that they don't own the place. It's a rental, so their mm-hmm. landlord is going to... Hit the I mean, roof. the good thing is they, they 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 will be renting it for eight seasons. So, like they're good renters. And also, I'll tell yeah. you this from the rest of the series, the office looks a lot better without the wall. I mean, it's it's opened up, it's feng shui. Um, yeah, it's an open. Uh, what do they call it? Open floor. Open concept. Plan? Open concept. Open concept floor plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, which is being from Florida, and almost every house I ever every house I lived in, and almost every house I visited was built after the year two thousand. Everything is open concept. It, and, and frankly, I like it a lot. I'm not a huge fan of non-open concept floor plans. Um, but that's me personally. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and yeah, so we take a, a couple looks at, you know, uh, some of the things around the office. Uh, you know, they must be making some cash because uh, they have like promotional Frisbees. Uh, Sean has an Alienware laptop and those things I was, I noticed that too. They certainly I, were yes. cheap then either. No, they were they were before the standard computer became just a Mac and everything. Alienware was like the cool computer. Yeah, I remember yeah, I wanted one I for gaming. One. Yeah, what games? I mean, I never like so many things. I wanted one for gaming in that I liked the idea of me being into gaming, but I never was a big gamer. I mean, my biggest games on the computer were always obviously this. I was a big Sims guy, um, and like you know, some other game Minecraft. I was early in Minecraft. People. People try to talk about Minecraft these days. It's like, bro, I was playing Minecraft before the Nether was invented, so don't even talk to me. Did, um, did you did you know that Minecraft is the highest selling game of all time? Yeah, and honestly, it like makes more a lot than, sense. More than Tetris. Tetris seems like yeah, it, it makes been... sense. But I think yeah. the thing about it is that like you can share a copy of Tetris. Like every kid has a copy of Minecraft in some way because there's so many different versions of it. And I don't know. I'm a huge Minecraft now is a little bit too complicated for me. Not really too complicated, but in its heyday, it was there was nothing more fun 
They're just building shit in Minecraft, man. Oh, the days. I never played. I was playing back in 2014, baby. Back in the day. Not 2014, 2011 I was playing it. 2011. I was playing anyway. leisure, leisure, ah, leisure suit, Larry. You you were playing, uh, you know, uh, having a good time in social circles. Um, so <laughs> we we learn that uh, so Raylene comes in to talk to them, and she, we basically learn that she wants to him to contact. She wants Son to contact his her dead husband, um, and Gus is obviously dismayed by this because as he pulls Sean out of the office and says, "You are not psychic. You can't do this." <laughs> Yeah, which, you know, that's, when is that ever going to stop Sean? Like, obviously, like, he knows that, but, I mean, he already has a plan, you know, just get the usual people, you know, he just needs more information, and then he can, like, you know, communicating with the dead is, like, a very small detail that can be faked. And he actually is using the exact technique that actual, quote-unquote, psychics use, is that you get information Mm -hmm. out of people, and you, Cold uh, reading? Hot readings or whatever? Cold reading? Yeah, it's, like, suggestion, and... You know, it's fascinating to me. It's um, I'm fascinated by the idea of mentalism. Not so much the show The Mentalist, um, although I have watched. Not a big, uh, not a big Simon Baker head. I'm actually, I'm actually pretty mixed on Simon Baker. Like he's okay, but he just is like, I don't know. There's just a pretty boyness he has that always made the show not work for me. So because he just seemed like too, his suits were too well tailored and. It, it's a fine show. Uh, um, yeah, I, I liked Simon Baker a lot. I think when I started to flip on him was when he played that douchebag in Devil Wears Prada, and ever since then I'm like, nah, fuck this guy. Yeah, he's just like he he is he's a little too pretty for his own good. Is his big? He is like he's the Australian Jude Law in that way. Um, yeah. And that like if he's playing if he's trying to play a super straightforward guy, either the point of the character has to be he's unlikable or it won't work. And so he's just I just don't really buy him as like a guy who's upset that his family was murdered. But he's still cool in The Mentalist. Anyway, that's the whole thing, by the way. His family was murdered by a serial killer named Red John. Um, yeah, uh, so they uh, – Gus tries to talk Raylene out of it, um, but Sean's winking to her and basically like, we're going to do it. And then we cut to uh, Lassie and Jules who are staking out on the two accomplices who just got released from prison. And um, – Juliet points out that they don't look so mean. They just look like, you know, construction guys. Yeah, it's a, it's a really random, weird scene. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't she, know why it's in the she's mostly, Yeah, she's mostly like just kind of like, yeah, referring to that and then kind of just asking or like stating her opinion on inter-office romances, mm-hmm. um, which, okay, I'm glad that we know this about her, but again, just sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, so th- this is when we get the... F- the first details about, you know, how much money was involved. It was three point six million, which is, you know, the action is the juice, baby. Yeah. Oh man. By the way, not. I don't want to say I'm pulling for Tom Sizemore because he's not a good guy, but I mean, he's in a coma right now, I believe. Um, so yeah. my thoughts are with him. I guess it's hard to say because he's. But the action is the juice. Um, yes. <laughs> and so, uh, truly, in the way he delivers it. For anyone, we're talking about the film Heat, in which Tom Sizer says the line, the action is the juice. Um, so, Sean, we cut to Sean, he's having a seance with Raylene, um, uh, William, her husband's sister, a couple other people, and Sean is using, like, a a fan to make his robe go. He's, he's putting a lot on a show for these women, and he's Gus is not too pleased about it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Gus pulls pulls him out, and, you know, he's... He, 
you know, he's pissed off about it and he doesn't stop there. He breaks into the room or like not breaks, but he goes into the room where the seance is happening and just basically explains that everything's bullshit. Um, and, you know, Sean, you know, that's not a good he needs your partner to sell your bullshit with you. Um, but while they're in the middle of this whole thing, uh, somebody breaks the window, mm-hmm. the front window of the of the office. Yeah. Um, it's unclear with what. I don't think like we saw a rock or anything. So yeah. just curious how that happened. I don't know. I they don't really explain it, but um, yeah, uh, that happens. And so they think that they of course think that that's the two accomplices trying to rattle Raylene into giving up because they think that she knows where the money is. You know, understandably. Right. But we do. But the yeah. big thing we learn is that when uh, William was on the lamb, he called his sister um, from somewhere upstate. From a payphone. Yeah. Might be mm-hmm. near Pismo Beach. Exactly. And so Sean, I guess, is trying to get more information. So they go to the, de- the, uh, the department. They try to sweet talk Juliet and she's not having any of it. And so Sean goes to the desk clerk again that we met in the first episode, who I don't believe comes back. I didn't think she came back in this episode, but I, I barely remember her as a character, so I don't know how much she's in it again. But she convinced, he convinces the desk clerk that her grandmother's spirit is in the records room. Yeah, not for nothing, but uh, through the art of bullshitting, uh, Sean actually got her to quit smoking. So she's uh, two mm-hmm. weeks clean. Shouts to her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and so he goes down there, and he ends up going to the W's, to the case, and he writes down a bunch of information on his hand. Um, mm-hmm. And then, wouldn't you know it, he said, tells her that uh, her grandmother's spirit's no longer in the room. So he tricked her. It was a rude thing to do, but he got the information he needed. Yeah, you know, um, no sympathy for anybody that uh, believes in this kind of shit. Sorry. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, 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 yeah I, I do feel, I agree. Yeah, uh, so then, then we, we cut we, to, we, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we cut to Gus, you know. Uh, I'm really proud to see that he's yeah, he's a fellow back sleeper. I think people I think it's my back. Okay, I do too. People frown on that or they think it's fucking weird, but I mean I mean it's the correct way to sleep for your back. Right, yeah. And the, I mean I guess the only thing for me that would make it like seem weirder is that I also sleep like like this, kind of. Like so do I body. with arms folded? Yes. My problem is that I sleep on my back. And I snore worse than anyone I've ever met. And it is genuinely a problem if I'm traveling because I can't really how, sleep how do in the you same know? as other people. Because how other people tell me and have recorded – because people have recorded it and it's a problem. Um, oh, my God. It's – and so I feel fine. I've gotten like my airways checked out. Like it's not a problem. Well, it's not a problem for me, but it is – Problem for other people. And like, so wherever I'm sleeping in the same room with someone else, my family always be like, Jake, sleep on your side. And I try to, but I can't fall asleep because I sleep on my back. Anyway, it's a long story. Okay. But yeah. Uh, so he yeah. Wakes up Gus. Mm-hmm. He wakes up Gus and they decide that they're going to go up 60 miles north to the cousin, Roger, um, who apparently is the key to all of this. And they drive up in uh, Gus's car. Yeah, uh, what you failed to mention is that he is, uh, he's looking after a cemetery. He's like a, what do you call those people? Oh, right. Yes, he owns a cemetery. He owns a cemetery. He's like, so da- sure he's like a- Dampe in uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Um, deep cut. Jesus. Folks. 
yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, this is the podcast. I just did the Marvel podcast for an hour and a half. And you know what I don't do on that podcast? I don't say everything that comes to mind. You know what I do on this podcast? I do that. I say every single thing. Oh, that yeah, no. I, I, that's half of the podcast is episode, you know, recap, and the other half is just riffing. Exactly. Okay. And and the thing is, I, I hope that at some point our shows, this show, any other show we do in the future, have a devoted enough fan base where people have like drinking games, like okay, they reference Zodiac, they reference a video game, they reference because that's what I care about more than anything. Cucking, but cucking, as they're cucking, driving cucking. up, cucking, cucking, cucking. As they're driving up, um, I noticed that in the background you hear Stacy's Mom by Fountains of Wayne, which is a fun time. Yes, I did, I did, I did notice that. That was a note. Rest in peace to Adam Schlesinger, of course. Um, one of the early COVID deaths. I don't even remember that. Um, no, is he related to Eliza ba- Schlesinger? No, he's the bassist of he was the bassist of Founds of Wayne, but he's also he basically is like one of the most prolific movie song people of all time. Like he wrote the song "That Thing You Do" for the movie "That Thing You Do." He wrote co-wrote all the songs for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Like he's just a guy who like a fake songs and movies. He wrote a lot of them. Um, it kind of was like dude, his and he's he's John Bernthal's cousin. Yeah, I guess so. I didn't know that, but yeah, he's like one of those dudes where if you look at his IMDb, it's like oh my god, he wrote that and he wrote that and he wrote that and yeah, rest in peace. Um, okay. And so Sean points out what we noticed about Gus and Raylene, where Gus clearly has a thing for her. And um, Gus says she she reminds him of someone important. And I do love this line. Don't say Meredith Baxter, Bernie. <laughs> I, I fucking hope that we're going to get to meet her at some point. Can you just... The say- babysitter? No, I don't think so. Maybe- no, 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 Rachel. The, 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 the one Mer- that Sean thinks it is. Yes, yeah, I mean, the babysitter, Miss, Mrs. Pilderman. No, but the one that Sean first says, the MBB. Meredith Baxter Bernie, the actress? Oh, is that a real person? Meredith Baxter Bernie was the uh, mom on Family Ties. So anyway, uh, they go up to the house near the cemetery, and they Sean thinks no one's there, but Gus, what does he use? He's the super smeller. It's back. He, sm- he smells laundry. I mean, it comes in handy. Yeah, no, of course. I mean... Yeah, I mean, you. Who the fuck wouldn't smell laundry though? Come on. Great point. Um, love the smell of fresh laundry. Um, one of the top smells, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, so they go around back, and the door opens, and it's not Roger. It's David Wilcroft, the guy who was supposed to be dead. Now I have a question. Did you know that the guy was alive the whole time? Was that what you were you suspecting that? I was suspecting that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I okay. Did. Did we even go any over any of the details? About what? About like the car accident and like his body being buried. No, or... right, yeah. So he allegedly got in a car accident and his body was buried. I apologize. He's I'm honestly the... not that worried about that. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me neither, me neither. He's the he was the wheel man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, he was the he was a guy he was baby driver, essentially. He was baby driver, exactly. Um except I found him likable. Um so I being anti Ansel Elgort is a take. I'll say this: I was anti Ansel Elgort before he's problematic. <laughs> um, so anyway, same. Uh, but he was really good in Tokyo Vice. I actually the less said about West. Vice. The less said about West Side Story, the better. I mean, I loved the movie other than him. Uh, anyway, exactly. Same. Uh, uh, so um, we we basically learned that he got in over his head, and he you know stashed the cash. And he faked his death because he couldn't find the money. He lost the money when he was stashing it, which is an incredibly relatable thing. Like I, you know, we've all been there in our own way. You know, some people lose their keys. Some people, you know, lose their way. But I get it. Dude, honestly, like this is driving me insane. I went to like a wedding, like, I don't know, 
five, six years ago from my friend Monica. And I remember I had like 60 bucks in cash. Mm-hmm. Um, I had 60 bucks in cash and I could have sworn it was in like my suit jacket mm-hmm. pocket somewhere. Mm-hmm. To this day, I have no idea where it went and it still like literally fucking drives me insane. Yeah. I lose things all the time. And so like a specific thing, it's hard for me to say. Um, cause you, the thing is usually when I lose things, it's I lose something because I haven't needed it in like a month and then I look for mm-hmm. it. Like I had to get a new birth certificate cause I could have sworn that it was in a certain drawer and then it just wasn't there anymore. And it's like, well, that's not good. Um, anyway, you hold on to your birth um, certificate. You don't, your parents don't, I, I do, I do now because I got a new one and cause I needed it. Um, when I was getting residency here in New York, uh, it was easier to, um, for some reason, I, I don't remember why, but I needed it for something, and I just kept it because I do. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, my parents used to have it, and then they gave it to me, and I lost it. Why do I have it again? That's a good question. But anyway, um, so as this is going on, they talk to talk to David about Ray, uh, sorry William about Raylene, and Sean calls out the elephant in the room. It's like, dude, what's with you and this guy's wife? Yeah, I mean, like, if you know that this guy is, you know, a possible criminal, I don't know mm-hmm. if you're going to want to talk about how your pal, like, has the hots for your, his old lady, you know? Like, yeah. not a very uh, bro move at all. Yes. Now, William is understanding about this. He's pretty level-headed, um, which is good. I, you know, I get maybe Sean said... Wait, what's his name? Ro- uh, David. David. Why did I say William? I said that twice. Sorry, guys. I have no idea why. <laughs> um, David. Oh, David Wilcroft, that's why. Um, so David is pretty chill about this. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, overall, he, overall, he seems like kind of a cool guy, honestly. Yeah. And we learned that he's been spending the past few years digging on the trail that he thought he left it at because the, the marking he left was washed away in the flood. And so he's been digging and he hasn't been able to find it. Um, but he thinks he's close, which I'm sure he yeah. said that before. Yeah, of course. And, and you know, lucky for him. His, his his cousin owns a, a you know, uh, or he runs a cemetery, so mm-hmm. he's got all the tools necessary for the job. And so Sean doesn't want to tell Raylene um, because he wants to keep that information close to the chest, which I think is the understandable thing to do. But of course, the moment they meet with Raylene again, Gus, he spills the beans. Yeah, he spills the beans. He, uh, he gives it up. And, you know, Raylene has an interesting response to it. She's obviously surprised that he's, you know, still alive, but she doesn't particularly mm-hmm. seem to be super thrilled at the prospect of, you know, seeing him again. You know, she's exactly. not like head over. Yeah. Which, you know, starts to, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. interesting. Yes. And so then we cut back to Lassiter and Juliet who are staking out the two accomplices at a liquor store and they're having an argument over procedure. And that argument is interrupted by Sean in the backseat, um, which I do love. That he's like, how do you don't know how I got in here and uh, sneaking in for two minutes? Um, classic stuff. Um, and he tries to create a detente with them and work together. Yeah, he basically, you know, he's, his plan um, is to, you know, have the two, uh, the two, the two guys who got released from prison to basically have them rearrested, and you know, mm-hmm. everyone goes their own ways. Exactly. And so uh, Sean distracts them enough where they lose the two guys. But Gus, we learn, was tailing them and saw a, a tag on their car for a certain motel. So they're going to the motel to break in. And as they're trying to break in, wouldn't you know it, uh, the two guys, Shanks and what is Shanks and Barlow, 
uh, come. You can't be named Shanks and expect to be treated well by the criminal justice system. I'm just saying. I mean. Yeah, but it would go a long way if you get locked up. No one's going to fuck with you if your name is Shanks. True. True. You know, it's a joke that I once wrote for uh, the radio show I did in college, which I want to put in something else again, which was a guy was describing a, a guy who went to jail. And it's and the joke was, you know how they say in your first day of prison, you go up to the toughest guy and punch him in the face. The dude punched himself. <laughs> <laughs> which I think which is one of those jokes I, I have in my back pocket I'm going to use again but I think it's a very funny idea um, but I'm just sharing it here so people know it's mine I can't um, I can't wait but, for your inevitable uh, stand-up comedy debut I I, mean, see, I I would do stand-up but I don't think I have any anything interesting to say about myself I mean I do but it's just sad um, anyway so <laughs> well, we learn that they, they tell they, Sean and Gus tell them that David Wilcroft said he lost the money and that he's worried that they're going to harm Raylene. And they think this is very funny and we don't know why. But yeah, we, we don't know that, that. Because there's a test. Correct. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know which one of them was Shanks or Barlow. I but, think it's Barlow. Know. I think Barlow is the black one and Shanks the white one, but I'm not sure. Yeah, so there's a test. Um, and basically, uh, Barlow is wanting Sean to prove that he's a psychic like truly a psychic. So he does the, the typical test you would give anybody how many fingers I have behind my back. Mm. And unfortunately for him, or I guess it doesn't really matter in the end, but um, he's facing, or the fingers are reflecting off of the television set. Mm-hmm. Thank God this wasn't like a new room that had like an LCD like screen or else they might've been dead by then. Um, and then he was reflecting off like a, like a metal uh, no, it, it was off the TV, onto a mirror, onto the picture in front of Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that was happening, and uh, and every time Sean got that right, so you know the belief is that he's actually a psychic, and all is all is relatively well. Yes, and so they then tell um, you know Sean and Gus that, and then now that they're all cool, they tell Sean and Gus that David was the wheel man, and that we learn. That he actually was trying to get away from his wife because apparently Ray v- Raylene was called the Viper. Yeah, yeah, she um, she's a real ball buster. That one, I should say. Um, so basically, yes, Raylene is. She's the they they reveal that she's basically the mastermind behind this whole mm-hmm. operation, mm-hmm. Um, and that. You know, they, they that's why they start laughing because they find the idea of them. And to be honest, in my notes, I'm like. Okay, it would be like a pretty big leap to go from uh, a bank robber to a possible murderer. Like, because, you know, like they, they were holding them at gunpoint, but did I actually think that they were going to like kill them? Yeah. No, not, not me personally. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you, they, unlike the film Heat, they don't seem like they're ready to get it on at the drop of a hat. You know what I mean? Um, which, of course. But the biscuit know. was the biscuit was there. The biscuit was out. The biscuit was out of the oven, but it doesn't necessarily know. It, it's unclear if it was going to be used. But anyway. Um, so they look outside and they see that, uh, Lassie and Jules are outside. And so they sneak out of the bathroom window and, um, they go, to, they, they, they realize they have to go back up to where David is and warn him. So they go up to, uh, the cemetery, they go into the mausoleum and, uh, David is being held at gunpoint by Raylene. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately for them, they, they led Raylene back to him. You know, mm-hmm. uh, obviously she, yeah, you know, it's, it's a shame, but 
she's there with a gun, like you said, and Sean, it's, you know, to save all their asses, he basically is buying some time by saying that he knows where the money is and that the money is in David Wilcroft's uh, crypt. crypt? Not a, crypt? Yes. Yeah. With tomb, which would make, I'll be honest with you, if you're going to fake your death and need to hide money, that is the place you should put it. I'm just saying FYI. Because um, no one's going to look. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Me- I mean, grave desecration is not that common an activity. And I think that most people, like, I'll say this, no one's going to stumble on it by accident. No one's going to accidentally desecrate your grave. Well, it wasn't uncommon on Monk. I want to say there was a couple of times where they had to, where they had to, I mean, there's, of course, Monk versus the, Mr. Monk versus the Cobra, where they had to exhume the Cobra's Sonny Chow's body, because, of course, the guy, the groundskeeper, kept the diamonds in the pillow. Um, Look at that, man. You got that photographic memory. Yeah, my... It's the only thing I have. You want to talk about me doing stand-up talking about myself? The only skill I have is I can remember details from TV shows really well um, and actors' names. But I have a question. Do you have any family members? If this is too personal, don't answer. In uh, this type of mausoleum thing, the 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 crypt, the tomb? I don't even know what the like, correct word is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, my aunt, my mom's sister. Yeah. yeah. like My grandmother is in one. Um, mm-hmm. and One of my grandmothers is in one. Um, actually, is it? No, no, not my grandma. It's, uh, my aunt. Sorry, there's two funerals that are relatively close to each other. Um, it's, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, just, I probably want to donate my body to science, but who knows, you know, what the fucking world's going to be like that time I croak. Um, yeah, anyway. they need to, like, they need, they, they need your body for science. They need to figure out how the hell someone could have that freakishly, those freakishly long toes of yours. I, you're, exactly. That, <laughs> you're 100% right. Um, I thought you were going to make it, there's a lot of jokes you could make. You could be like, you know, positive, you could say, like your memory or uh, negative, like how, how <laughs> so ain't much, that kind of sh- this ain't that how kind of so show. much, how so much grease could flow through one man's veins, but the toes is, the, is a deep cut and it is true. Um, anyway, so she, uh, they say it's in the tomb and Raylene tells David to get the stanchion. And I do love Sean's thing of, oh, is that what that's called? <laughs> Yeah, no. Funny enough, I for, in my in my personal job, I recently had to order stanchions for a project. So, yeah, I like that word. Stanchion. It's a good word. It's a good word. Um, and is this stanchion uh, the back of the fucking like uh, like a basketball court too? Yes. Like the thing holding it up. Yes. Yep. Interesting. Okay. And so I love Sean's like it's going to take a while to bust open a crypt, and it immediately opens up. Um, and so they they're you know scared now because their bluff's done. But, of course, the two goons come in, but they don't have a gun. And thankfully for them, Juliet and Lassie show up. And Lassie tells uh, David to move away from the stanchion, um, which is another a good... It's a it's a good second beat. Um, and, yeah, they end up catching Raylene. Raylene, Raylene, Raylene. I waited the whole episode to do that. Um, but, yeah. Raylene, the ice queen. Mm. Uh, but, yeah. So... We end up uh, going back to the station, and Sean keeps try- is trying to pass the credit off to Lassie about how they did everything, but Lassie doesn't want to take the credit because he doesn't want to admit that he thinks that Sean is psychic. Yeah, I'm guessing uh, that's going to... He mentions that he's, he's never going to use those words, mm-hmm. and I, I take it that it's going to happen at some point. I don't know if it literally happens, but I will say him doubting his psychicness is something that never goes away. Um, yeah, that's okay, kind of the, okay. like as the show adjusts to like the show stops being about specifically him trying to get away with the lie, just because that would be kind of t- 
tiresome. Lassie is the one character that is always kind of suspicious, even if it's... But the episode has become less and less about the, the specific ruse, because eventually, after, like, five years, obviously, they're not going to still be, like, suspicious of him, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So then we so cut the, to the end. Okay, go. Yeah. We cut to the end. Sean and Gus take a little weekend getaway um, mm-hmm. to to somewhere in like the woods or something, you know, out in nature, but they're not there to have a picnic. Although mm-hmm. they did bring some chicken tandoori, which sounds mm, mm-hmm. delicious. They're actually there to try and dig up the money. Um, why they're trying to dig up the money. I have no, I just, I guess for closure, but I mean, do you think any part of it is they just want the cash for themselves? I think it's, I think it's probably to help make the case better. Cause that was why they couldn't convict to begin with, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, okay. But anyway, uh, the whole thing was, I guess, that the reason why um, uh, yeah. David wasn't able to find it is because the trail, basically, the trail he buried it on is an auxiliary trail that's only used in disaster situations, which was what he was it was under. And so that's why he never looked at it again, because it looks like it's closed when uh, he went to look at it again. Um, so anyway, they'll, they're looking to find it. Uh, and yeah, that's how the episode ends. Yeah, you know, um, I'm giving it an 8 out of 10. It's definitely the best episode I've seen thus far. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Maybe I'll feel differently, but I kind of do enjoy – or I'm not sure if I really enjoy the Henry Spencer stuff. Mm -hmm. I think that tends to drag the show down a little bit. Um, And I'm sure maybe there will be the case made that – those scenes actually get better and they provide like further insight into the I will say a thing that changes is that Henry – I – because I haven't really, I haven't watched the show in full in order since it was first airing, and I'm guessing that maybe like Corbin Burnson didn't have like a full schedule to do it because he becomes a character full on, like he is in the meat of most episodes later on. Like he's not just in the beginning anymore. Like he's a pretty integrated character, and so I think that those scenes get better when you see modern day Henry Spencer more, and that relationship in the modern day becomes more of a thing. Because you now where it's just like kind of out of context, and the only time we see Henry this episode is in the beginning. I think it, I agree. Yeah. It feels kind of annoying, but like I think when you see it, a lot of times what will happen is that the opening thing will relate to another Henry scene later on in the episode. And I think that that works a lot better. Yeah. 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 Um, cause, cause Henry's yeah. not really a character right now. Yeah. I, that That's yeah. I think they're just kind of explaining why Sean is the way that he is or yeah. whatever. Yes. Um, but um, I mean, I'll yeah. say, I'll say this, I'll, I'll say this real quick that like, um, you know, these, these podcasts are like pretty short just because it's not like super, I mean, there's a lot that goes on, but it's not like as elaborate as as Monk was. It's a it's lot not more plotty. straightforward. Yeah, it's not plotty. It's just very much like just you know riffing off of each other. Like people just you know. They're, I will say when like we a, start a relationship based show. Yes. When, also, so I think far. when we start to get into the more bigger episodes, like the episodes with more concept and stuff and reference and stuff, I think there will be a lot more because t- this is pretty straightforward. But like you know one of the best episodes of the show, Tuesday the 17th, for example. We're going to have a lot of slasher movie talk on that. Or um, this episode sucks, we'll have a lot of more vampire talk. Um, so I think that there's like a lot of places where we'll have more things to discuss. At the beginning, it's kind of just like pretty standard cases. And I think they eventually were like, wait, what if we just did crazy shit under the guise of a mystery show? And that's when the show really sings. But 
I, I would give it probably a seven and a half just because I know how much better the show gets, but I'm glad that you like this episode because I think, I think this is definitely the best episode we've watched so far. I think the first great episode of the show is either the last episode of season one, but the first episode of season two, American Duos. Um, I, I might, that's actually the first episode I'm going to try to get. A, I want to do the first season without guests, but I'm going to try to get a guest for that one just because that is like a classic episode. Um, I see it referenced all the time by psych fans uh, and I'm excited for you to see it, but that's coming up in like a couple weeks. Um, but Andre, where can people follow you on Twitter? You can follow me at Andre Barrera. And you can follow me at the Jay Christie. Please rate, review, subscribe, uh, follow us, the whole show at first psych pod on Twitter. Sorry, just at first psych at first psych. I, I keep forgetting that. Cause I'm like, holy shit. I can't believe we got that at, um, but uh-huh. it's, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And we'll talk to you again this Friday when we talk about nine lives. Mm-hmm.